Hello everyone and welcome to JTalk Short Corner, the mini-pod that covers all things J3 of the J-League. I'm your host, Mike Innes, delighted to be back for the 2024 season. And in this episode, I'll be kicking off the club-by-club season previews. Ten this time, ten in the next episode for each club coverage of their main transfers in and out, including a grade for how well they've done in their off-season dealings, plus with a sense of the devil-may-care frivolity regular listeners will have come to expect from someone who regularly tries to construct meaningful narrative around the J-League's third tier, predictions for the year ahead. For Patreon supporters, there'll be the added bonus, if that's quite the word, of a predicted final table. So let's jump straight in with Van Rale Hachinohe, who last year finished in seventh. The club's best ever final placing, so not surprisingly, they've held on to ultra-experienced coach Nobuhiro Ishizaki. His isn't a squad that attracts a great deal of attention. They're effective by means of a sum-of-their-parts approach rather than on the basis of individuals. And a consequence of that is that, despite their impressive showing last year, they've lost only one player to an approach from another club. That's Yuki Aida who, after three years in a Vanrare shirt, joins previous coach Ryo Shigaki at Lenofa Yamaguchi. Yuya Himeno has meanwhile retired to concentrate on his coaching career at the age of only 27, but that's it for key players leaving Hachinohe. And Ishizaki looks like he's been able to bring about a pretty serious upgrade in terms of overall quality. Three players who were with him at his previous club, Katane Toyama, including experienced right-back Daiki Yagishita, and a further trio who were rock-solid J3 players last year. That would mean central defensive know-how from Azul Klaro Numazu in Tomoki Fujisaki, Fukushima United's top scorer Hiroto Yukie and speedy left midfielder Kazuma Nagata in his first pro season, a ray of light for Tegevajano Miyazaki. The grade for Hachinohe's transfer dealings has to be an A, and however much they'll be considered outsiders, the possibility of a push for the playoffs is there. Next, it's Iwate Gruja Morioka, who, after a topsy-turvy 2023, finally ended up 10th. The Paper Cranes have kept coach Tetsuchi Nakamikawa, promoted from the club's under-18s when Yoshika Matsubara was fired in September. And Iwate are one of several teams that finished mid-table or just above to suffer a significant number of losses. Their four best players have all gone to J2. Veteran keeper Kenta Tanno gets a deal at Tochigi SC. Top scorer Masashi Wada and striker-turned-ball-playing midfielder Ren Fujimura both head to newly abbreviated Zaspa Gunma. Left-back and assist king Kairi Shinbo returns to Yamaguchi at the end of his loan. And along with Shinbo, the rest of the defence are also leaving. Kentaro Kai returning to FC Gifu and taking 
taking with him Ryoma Ishida, Masakazu Tashiro joining SC Sagami Hana. So Nagamikawa is looking at a majorly, majorly different team this year. He's brought in a fair few older players, which in J3 tends to be okay for goalkeepers and defenders but as a rule is less successful the further forward you go. Potential thumbs up then for keeper Takuo Okubo from Shimizu Espulse and wide back Shunki Takahashi from Vivana Nagasaki. But let's just say also heading north from Nagasaki is 37-year-old forward Ken Tokura. More positively, there's a big season in prospect for the underrated Shunpei Fukahori, but I'll go for a D grade for Iwate's transfer dealings, and that means they'll be back down below halfway. The last of the Tohoku teams is Fukushima United, where much of the interest lies in their backroom activity. Last summer, the club quietly announced as technical director the coach of Japan's London Olympics team, Takashi Sekizuka, who made his coaching reputation by means of six years at Kawasaki Frontale. The relationship between Kawasaki and Fukushima has been deepened by the arrival after 13 years on the staff at Frontale of Shuhei Terada, who takes over as coach with the J3 outfit and who brings with him on loan two young prospects in defender Yuto Matsunagane and midfielder Yuto Ozeki. And at the start of February, the clubs announced a two-year business partnership deal aimed at player development and information exchange. Fans will await with interest to see the impact the Kawasaki contingent can have, but the current reality is that theirs is a team that loses its best players to other J3 clubs. Yukie to Hachinohe, as described, wide back Kosuke Tanaka to AC Nagano Paseiro, captain and centre back Shun Obu to Miyazaki. Masayuki Yamada from Fujieda MyFC looks set to step into the Orboot role, although he is far less of a commanding figure. Fukushima struggled badly for goals last year, and Terada will be crossing his fingers that Kichi Yajima from Ormia is the answer to that one, with Yosuke Akiyama from Vegalta Sendai supplying Yajima from the left. C- the transfer dealings grade, and I fear there could be a season of struggle ahead for Fukushima. On to Ormia Ardija, 21st in J2 last year, relegated and thus participating for the first time in the league's third tier. Here they will be coached by Tetsu Nagasawa from the staff at Kyoto Sanga. Nagasawa brings J3 experience from a previous spell in charge at FC Tokyo Under-23 and a browse around some of the more specialist corners of the internet suggests that many J3 watchers consider his Ormia to be title favourites, although this is an idea from which I instinctively back away. As I've mentioned before on the pod, only one club has won promotion back to J2 immediately after being relegated. 
Oita Trinita in 2016, and Ardija as an organisation have in recent years shown no idea how they might escape the self-destructive spiral they're in. That hasn't changed during the winter, so to me there's no reason to believe a consistently losing team will be transformed into a consistently winning one. The big departures from the squad are in defence and to a lesser extent up front. Right back Shuto Okaniwa's loan from FC Tokyo has ended. Centre back Yutaro Hakamata moves to Tokyo Verdi. Supporters are disappointed, meanwhile, that young forward Keisuke Muroi has joined Yokohama FC. Angelotti's loan from Kashiwa Reysol is over, and indeed, he pops back up at FC Imabari. The defensive replacements were both playing in J3 last year. Wakaba Shimoguchi with Imabari, Katsuya Nakano with FC Ryukyu. And further forward, Ormia store up trouble with Kenyu Sugimoto, whose two good seasons now slip more and more into the rearview mirror and the extremely injury-prone Arthur Silva. I'll also give the Squirrels a C- for their transfers, and really, I think they're looking at a mid-table finish. Next up, it's YSCC Yokohama, who ended last year 12th and will continue to be coached by Kazuki Kuranuki, appointed to the post in August as a replacement for Kei Hoshikawa. Kuranuki will be working with a largely unchanged squad, although three notable players have departed the club. Forward Daiki Sato's loan from FC Machida Zelvia has ended, and he's subsequently been loaned to Blaublitz Akita. Centre-back Seiya Nikaido, after a promising rookie season, has moved to Gainare Totori. Attacking midfielder Shuntaro Koga has signed for Nagano. Where YS stand out is in the range of sources they draw on to bring new players into the squad, from Malaysia via Belgium and Iceland, from their immediate neighbours and all possible points in between. Lukman Hakim is a Malaysian international loaned from Belgian club KV Kortrijk and someone who spent 2023 on loan in the Icelandic second division. Hakim brings with him the attention of more than a quarter of a million Instagram followers, which is not what third-tier clubs in Japan, or in fairness most countries, are used to. From closer to home is giant defender Sean Van Eerden, loaned from Yokohama FC and a possible replacement for Nikaido, while no other J3 team this winter has signed anyone from the under-18 setup of another J-League club. Wataru Yamakura and Yushin Otake nevertheless make the move from Albirex Niigata under-18s. I'll go for a D for what all this means in terms of a grade, but Kuranuki did well enough last year to suggest he can keep them out of immediate relegation danger. From the Kanagawa Seagulls, we make the short trip to their prefectural rivals, SC Sagamihara. The Green and Blacks suffered badly in the first half of 2023, but recovered from the threat of relegation to finish 18th, with Kazuyuki Toda staying on as coach for the new season. The club's policy for last year was based on youth development, and their squad was almost completely gutted of experience as a result, so it's not a surprise to see them balance things up this time. 
No rookies among the incoming players, but there are three Brazilian imports, including forward Bruno Santos, who's had some joy in pre-season. Also up front is Akito Takagi from Gunma, scorer of 11 J3 goals for Gamba Osaka under-23 back in 2019, while keeper Motoaki Mura returns to Sagamihara from Zwegen Kanazawa. And, as mentioned earlier, they also bring in veteran centre-back Masakazu Tashiro after a good season at Iwate. In fairness, when it comes to newer youngsters, I should say I'm looking forward to seeing Kazuki Fukui, who caught the eye last year with a series of energetic cameo performances as a specially designated player from Kyoto Sangyo University. Putting it kindly, Toda's 2023 team were successful in staying below the radar, meaning the guys moving out are mostly being released or have come to the end of their loan deals. An exception is 10-goal top scorer Tsubasa Ando, effective as a super sub and signed by Matsumoto Yamaga. All this means I'll give Sagamihara a B- for their transfers and I expect to see them move up to around mid-table. Andor allows a neat segue to Matsumoto Yamaga, potentially challenged in their big club status by Ormia, but unquestionably looking at their third season in J3. Despite ending 2023 down in ninth, Matsumoto will again be led by Masahiro Shimoda, but could 2024 be the year they put together a credible promotion challenge? Perhaps the Ptarmigan's most important piece of business during the off-season was to retain the services of attacking midfielder Yusuke Kikui, a contender for J3 Player of the Year and someone who surely received offers from clubs at a higher level. A former teammate who has, however, moved on is Ren Komatsu, who, after emerging somewhat surprisingly as the division's top scorer, has opted to return to J2 with Akita. The Kikui-Komatsu partnership, so important to Yamaga's approach, therefore comes to an end. But Shimoda does have options. Responding to the loss of Komatsu by bringing in J3's second top scorer, Hayato Asakawa from Nana Club, who to my eyes looks a better all-rounder than the player he's replacing, certainly capable of linking up with the gifted Kikui, and he's been rattling them in in pre-season. Less positive is the news that another major signing, Kazuma Takai, who brings stacks of J2 experience and goals from Yamaguchi and Gunma, has ruptured his ACL and looks set to be out until October. But Korsuke Yamamoto is an excellent replacement for the retired Paulinho in central midfield, and Kazuaki Mawatari brings in top-flight quality at left-back. A B-plus for their transfers, and I expect to see Matsumoto in the playoffs. And who knows, this year, just maybe. Across the prefecture from Matsumoto and AC Nagano Paseiro are still the biggest club never to be promoted out of J3. They didn't come close last year, ending down in 14th after a tempestuous campaign in which Yuki Stauff was fired and replaced by Riki Takagi, who, after an up-and-down start of his own, 
actually rounded off the season with six games unbeaten. And with Poseiro preparing for their 11th J3 campaign, Tekagi stays on for 2024, his squad having undergone a deal of change over the winter. Given that Nagano last season had the second worst defence in the division, there's surprisingly little turnover in that area of the squad, although highly rated wingback Yuma Shunabashi has been signed by Gunma and former captain Takuya Akiyama has joined Osaka. Those two players will likely be replaced by Mito Hollyhocks, ex Hachinohe right back Takeya Kuroishi, and Kohei Tomita from FC Imabari, respectively. Much depends, one senses, on how well they can fit in. From the midfield, Masaki Miyasaka has retired at 34, while Yuta Sato has been allowed to join FC Ryukyu, and Shoma Otoizumi moves to Hachinohe at the end of his loan. Takagi has cast his net wide to bring in players from eight different J3 clubs, most notably goalkeeper Ken Tajiri, lively central midfielder Park Subin, and quietly impressive wide man Kosuke Tanaka. All in all, there's probably a decent team in the 36-strong squad available to Takagi, but his record doesn't suggest he can readily identify it or bring to Nagano the progress the club so desperately wants. B- minus for their transfers, mid-table for the season ahead. Katane Toyama lost out on promotion last year on goal difference to finish an agonising third, and coach Michiharu Otagiri remains in charge. I'm not expecting too many changes to Otagiri's regular first team. A swap of centre-backs with Gunma sees Ryuya Ohata leave and Yuki Kawakami arrive, but... Up front is a new striker who represents one of the most intriguing signings of the whole J3 off-season. Kohei Matsumoto started his career with Nagoya Grampus, but quickly found himself playing JFL, where he was spotted banging in the goals for FC Tiamo Hirakata, and in 2022 moved back into the J-League with Kamatamari Senaki. Matsumoto became something of a cult hero among fans of the Noodle Boys with his scoring record and no-nonsense style. Last season, he was a squad player with Van Forde Corfu, which saw him start in the Asian Champions League. This season, he joins Katari on loan. With service from the likes of Daichi Matsuoka and another name to look out for, a specially designated player in 2023, Yoshiki Takahashi, Matsumoto may be looking forward to a profitable campaign. One more new player who could have a contribution to make over the course of the season is the vastly experienced Yosuke Kawai, bringing from Fajiano Okayama ball-winning capability to a central midfield area that last year was maybe just a touch less effective than others on offer in the division. I'll give Toyama a B-plus for their off-season changes to the squad and for the prediction, another year in contention in the top four. 
And so, to finish up this episode with Zwegen Kanazawa, returning to the third tier after a 22nd and last place finish in J2. Zwegen, winners of the inaugural J3 season back in 2014, will be playing their home matches in the stunning new purpose-built Kanazawa Gogo Curry Stadium, a welcome addition to the J-League's growing portfolio of soccer-specific grounds, as well as having a pleasingly preposterous name. The team also have a new coach in Akira Ito, most recently in charge at Vegalta Sendai, and Ito goes into the season with a much smaller squad than Kanazawa had last year, one of the smallest in the division, in fact, at 28 players. Off go central midfield pair Keita Fujimura and Kazuya Onohara, offensive trio Masamichi Hayashi, Koya Okuda and joint top scorer Junior Kato all move on. Okuda rejoining outgoing coach Masaaki Yanagishita at Tochigi. Yuki Nishia from Tochigi looks set to be Fujimura's replacement at the heart of the team, conceivably alongside Keisuke Oyama, well known to coach Ito from the four years together at Omiya. In the attacking positions, Kanazawa bring in third-year pro Yusei Toshida from the bench at Roasso Kumamoto, a throw-of-the-dice Brazilian in Marlison, who's recently spent time in the Ukrainian Premier Division, and Dai Tsukamoto from Gamba Osaka, possessed of J3 experience from Gamba under 23, although expected to be out until mid-April. On balance, a C for their transfers, and I think Zwegen can draw confidence from Ito, and so expect them to be in or around the playoffs. That's it for this week. In the next episode, I'll be finishing off the club previews as well as looking ahead to the matches in round one of the new season. So, see you then, and bye for now.